Hello and welcome to The Best Ever, a battle royale for entertainment fans. I'm Morgan Jeffrey, executive editor at RadioTimes.com, and I'm joined once again by a panel of guests. Each of them has come armed with an opinion. Their job is to convince me that their pick, and only theirs, deserves the title of The Best Ever. This episode, expect the unexpected as we debate the best ever TV twist. Joining me on the panel are star of The Traitors, Wilfred Webster, and from TeamRadioTimes.com, James Hibbs, drama writer, and Caitlin Menzer, entertainment and factual writer. Thank you all for joining me. Wilf, Hello. you were at the heart of some incredible TV twists when yeah. you were on The Traitors. Um, what was it like to be on that side of things and to see the public reaction to a phenomenal TV moment? It was weird because a lot of the time, nothing was premeditated by me. Mm. So I wasn't like, so the big twist where I first went for Elissa at the round table, that was, that was never planned. Mm. It was, okay, enough people, enough, I could look at the table and see that certain amount of people were voting for me, but I knew there was other people voting for Elissa and I was looking about who I could convince to save myself, like who I could convince to actually go for Elissa. Yeah. And then it had to be her. So, and that ended up a big moment, <laughs> which was fun. Yeah. Uh, but at the time you don't, you don't, you forget you're making TV as well. You completely forget. So then all of a sudden when it came out and everyone was going crazy and it was trending everywhere, I was like, oh, I felt guilty at the time, but <laughs> <laughs> you have to do what you've got to do, right? You've got to do what you've got to do on that show. Uh, James, you watch TV dramas for a living. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, what are the ingredients of a great TV twist? There's so many things. I think, first off, obviously it's got to shock. Mm. If, if it doesn't do that, then, then it's kind of doing nothing. Yeah. But it's also got to make sense. You know, I think sometimes a twist can come up and it seems shocking in the moment and you're sort of like, you know, amazed by it and then you think about it for five minutes and it just crumbles and mm. it doesn't make any sense. So that's important. I also think the best twists sort of recontextualize what you think you've been watching. Mm. You know, they change everything. So if you go back and you watch it, you feel like you're watching it fresh. You're watching mm. it new because you've got new information. And then it also changes the game going forward. So mm. it works backwards and forwards. Mm. Yes, yeah, so maybe they were like, I didn't realize Wolf was that ruthless, but he must have been all along to do that to Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Caitlin, likewise, you'll have seen some fantastic shows with some fantastic twists. How easy or difficult was it for you to pick a best ever? It was really difficult because it was a matter of whistling it all down mm. because, you know, you watch so many different shows, whether it's reality TV, dramas, thrillers, etc. And a lot of them do have some kind of twist, even if it isn't like major, but there's still something that, you know, your jaw's dropping. So it's really difficult to find the one where, I, you know, I still think about it to today. Mm. Well, don't forget, one of you uh, will emerge triumphant today and will take away our coveted best ever trophy unless we're planning a twist of our own. Oh God. No, we're not, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> so let's get into it. Uh, Wilf, in your opinion, yeah. what is the best ever TV twist? So I, I had to cast my mind back about, I've seen so many TV series, and especially this year, because I, I work for myself and I sort of do things when I want to. So mm. I have a lot of time when the kids are at school, the wife's at work. So I like to have a little binge watch. So I was watching and the thing I was trying to think about was what episode or series would I like to erase from my memory and rewatch? Mm. And for me, it was Game of Thrones. Like for me, Game of Thrones was like one of the best TV programs that's ever come out, if not the best. And it was the Red Wedding. So mm. that is my pick, the Red Wedding. I just feel like you don't expect it. 
you're, it's supposed to be a happy time and everybody's <laughs> sort of, you're with the Starks, right, at that time. I don't know yeah. if it's because it's the weather's so cold in this country. We're like, yeah, we're with the Starks. Like, yeah. we, we can relate to them a bit more. Yeah. But we're fully with them and it's about to sort of become their power. They're about to become even more powerful and become an alliance with Walder Frey. And then all of a sudden, mm. it's just like, that person's dead, that person's dead. And I think they, it's the fact that they just kill off main characters mm. without, without worrying about it. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, and the thing is, I remember when you was in school and your teachers always say, don't make too many characters. I don't know if you remember, cause it's hard to sort of, keep stories going. Yeah. But they made so many characters, yeah. like it just was so easy to just kill people off. The writers of Game of Thrones must have skipped that lesson <laughs> yeah, in school. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> yeah. But that's my, that's my, that's my one. Game of Thrones, Red Wedding. And that's, that's season three, uh, episode nine, The Reigns of, of Castamere. Do you remember the first time you watched that episode and what your reaction was? Oh my God, I was going crazy. And the fact is that I was a proper Rob Stark fan. So I was like, yes, come on, Rob, this is it. Back in he's Rob. got married and you know, he's having a baby and it was so beautiful. And then all of a sudden everyone's just dead. And it was so ruthless. I couldn't believe that it got written and got, got commissioned. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you're like, what, they, they just stabbed, I can't, I don't even feel like I can say it right now, but <laughs> the baby gets murdered basically. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, the, obviously his wife or his lover um, gets, stabbed in the stomach mm. and it was just horrific to watch mm. but at the same time so engrossing and yeah I, I remember just thinking I, I turn it off after mm. like normally I binge watch and I love to watch it oh what happens next I just was like I need a break mm. I need a break <laughs> yeah you get that a few times with Game of Thrones where a moment happens and you go I just need to kind of sit with myself now for a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the same with um you know the mountain versus the viper and that was so horrific and afterwards I was like I'm just gonna just take a moment for myself, few, a few, few deep breaths. Um, Game of Thrones was renowned for its, for its plot twists, often involving a, an unexpected character death. Red Wedding wasn't the first one. We saw you know, the, probably the death of Ned Stark in yeah. the first season was that first big shocking moment. Um, even Bran going out the window at the end of the first episode. Because they had set that precedent, did you, did you in any way see this twist coming or did it really take you by surprise? It's strange because with Game of Thrones, you always expect something to happen. You always, for me, it was like, I'm getting attached to this character, but I feel like they're going to die. Yeah. So, but I just didn't expect it at a wedding. I don't know why. It was just in my mind was like, oh my God, this is the first time where they're going to get some kind of power and grow. And yeah, for me, you expect it. But then at the same time, you don't expect it. You're like, they can't possibly do that to yeah. Rob. Do you, know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like even yeah. Ned, when Ned, I was like, what do you mean? Sure, he's gone already. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's a big actor. So yeah. like, what? They've just, he's just been written out. Yeah, he's dead now. I mean, it's Sean Bean who always dies. So that one yeah, we, yeah, we really yeah, should yeah, have yeah. seen. That weren't too much of a shock. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to be killed off anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he came out with a statement going, I'm not doing films where I'm killed off I'm anymore. Done. That so was, that was yeah. the last one. Do we think the best twists are the ones that genuinely just come out of left field and take us completely by surprise? Or is there something satisfying about there are enough clues that have been dropped along the way that we can work out the twist and we, we feel clever <laughs> when we do that. I, I, I think it really depends because if it's like, if it's like a death twist, mm. then it kind of has to be out of left field because mm. otherwise if there are clues and hints going towards it, then you know, you're gonna guess that ahead of time and it's not gonna be that shocking. Whereas if it's okay, we're, 
you know, setting something up you don't know and you've got to try and work out what's going on mm. in, in an episode and then and then you can then yeah, you want to have the clues and then it's almost the thing of when you watch it back, you're like, How did I not piece that together? That yeah. that those twists I love because it's like when you watch it the second time you're just like, How could I have been so blind? Yeah. basically. It's, it's tricky to get that right and particularly with a who done it, I think, where the the answer has to be satisfying and feel real and that you buy it. It can't come completely out of nowhere because otherwise you go, well, how was I ever meant to guess that, right? The biggest ones for me are when I don't see somebody die. Mm. I'm just like straight away, he's not dead, is he? Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like in Squid Game when the old old man dies and you, he's, he's actually behind a wall with a camera and yeah. you hear the, you hear the, like, the gunshot go yeah. off. Straight away, I was like, he's not dead. No. I knew it straight away. This is it. We're all so savvy now yeah, to, these, yeah, yeah. to these things. Uh, and because that was such a game changer at the time, but it was over 10 years ago now that that episode yeah. aired, does it still have the power it once did, the Red Wedding? Or because we've seen so many imitators and it has had such an impact, has it lost some of that, no, that power? No, not at all. I rewatched it. We thought, was it just before Christmas? We was like, let's binge watch it from the beginning again. And it's still create, it still get this feeling because mm. the Red Wedding, when you watch it, yeah, you have the main bits where people like um, Rob gets killed, his um, wife gets killed and these things happen. But it's the other bits that happen as well. Mm. So there's other bits that happen, like the hound coming back with Aya just after or escaping it mm. when they turn up. Like there's other little things that help the narrative as well. So it still has the impact from the first time you watch it. But mm. I still would like to delete my memory and rewatch it again. Well, James, a very strong pick from yeah. Wilf, a man who knows his TV twists. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the biggest, most discussed storylines in recent television history, certainly. Do you have something that you think can compete? Oh, it's difficult because that is a really, really good twist. I think I've gone for a completely different sort of direction and a different type of twist. Mm. And I've gone for Black Mirror and uh, particularly, so second season, second episode, White Bear. Mm. So to set that up, because it's a bit of a sort of, a, 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 setup is yeah. essentially uh, you're following Victoria, um, a character you know nothing about and she knows nothing about herself. She's got amnesia. Uh, and basically she goes through this day where everything is horrific. She's being essentially mentally tortured by, by all these horrific things going on around her. She thinks that everyone's been brainwashed by technology. Oh and my then... god, I've just clicked what he's talking about. <laughs> it's so dark. Sorry, I just clicked. I was like, oh my god, it's that one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, they think everyone's been brainwashed because they're all looking at their phones, a lot of them. And they're mm. just sort of watching with their phones. Uh, and then basically, at the end, you find out that that's not the case. This has all been set up for her, and it's essentially her own torture chamber, but also a sort of theme park because she is someone who has committed a, a heinous crime. She and her boyfriend have abducted a child and the child has then been tortured and killed. Um, and so she, as her punishment, uh, has been put into this sort of theme park where people will come and they'll watch and they'll film it and they'll sort of enjoy a day to watch her getting tortured, essentially. And then every day she gets her mind sort of re wiped again mm. and she will li relive the day. There aren't very many uh, cheery TV twists, is what I'm, is what I'm thinking of. Uh, that, that one's an interesting one. Have you, I think in particular, that one rewards a second watch. Mm. Have you watched that episode back knowing what's to come? I have, absolutely. I, I rewatched it last night in anticipation of this. And yet there are so many things where you're like, I don't know how I didn't pick up on that mm. and didn't, you know, I don't know that I could necessarily have pieced it together ahead of time, but there are lines where she's saying, you know, she's telling you what's going to happen in the next scene and you're like, how could you know that? But it's because she's living the same day 
over and over and over. She has brief memories. Yeah, she? exactly. Yeah. And I think what, what I particularly love about that episode is that it kind of plays on everyone's um, sort of most critical opinion of Black Mirror, which is if people are sort of criticizing their show, they're just like, oh, it's just about the phones taking over and the phones controlling you and stuff. And then this episode is like, yeah, that's it. Except no, it isn't. Yeah. The twist is, no, we're not being that silly. We're going really, really dark and going for a really sort of shocking twist, which I think it was the first time Black Mirror did a twist as well. And it sort of set the precedent for the show to do twists pretty much forever. All the rest of the episodes, except for a couple, mm. have twists and in it them. It makes sense as well, because like, I'm a big fan of Black Mirror, but I only really got into it um, probably about three months ago. I, like, I've, ne- I've watched the Bandersnatch film mm. um, when it came out, and I didn't find it that great, in my opinion. I thought it was okay, but I never went back to watch Black Mirror. I remember watching it, and it's all, like you said, it's all about technology, and there's no twists. And then that one mm. just throws you off because, and I rewatched it with my wife. So I was watching Black Mirror by myself, and then I was like, "Babe, I need to show you this." Yeah. And I love showing people a twist. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. you guys. I love, especially when it's one episode yeah. thing or a film. Yeah. I love to go. Oh, you're babe, just watching them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just watch it, and you're like, oh, they not react looking like at the me. TV, watching their reaction. Yeah, yeah. And my wife started getting really emotional. Like she's quite an emotional person. Mm. She was like. I feel bad, but I I don't feel yeah. bad for the person. Mm. But yeah, it's a great twist. It's a great what, one. What's interesting about that twist is it wasn't originally part of the episode. Mm. The original outline for that episode was that it was exactly as it appeared to be, that she was just an innocent person. She was being tortured. It was an apocalyptic landscape. And at the last minute, Charlie Brooker went, what if it's all fake? What if it's all a setup? And, and she's being tortured for some, some terrible crime. Uh, as you say, this sort of set the template, but Black Mirror, so many incredible twists. Quite often there's a twist where a character we're rooting for, the protagonist, uh, turns out to be someone we really shouldn't be rooting for. I think Shut, <laughs> Shut Up and yeah. Dance from season three is another great example of that, which again, just needed a moment to myself to kind of take a breath after that. Um, what makes this one the best? Well, I think firstly, because it is the first one, mm. because you really don't see it coming. You know, later on it's like, okay, what's the twist gonna be in this episode? That one, you haven't had twists throughout. So so when that one arrives, it's truly shocking. I think also the way it plays out, the fact that it's getting to such a heated moment and then she grabs the shotgun, she's pointing it at one of the people and she shoots it and confetti just comes out of it. And <laughs> the doors that, open yeah. and it's an yeah. audience. And you think, is this a play? Like what's going on? Like it's so, the way it unravels and then the way it makes you think about what you've been watching mm. and what you would do in this world in which, you know, there is sort of, a crime of punishment for crimes mm. in a sort of theatrical way and in a way which is for the public and for consumers. It's like, it's such a dark take on our reality and something which, and then also during the credits, you have the sort of replaying of mm. the day, but from the perspective of the people putting on the show. Mm. It's just, it, there's so many layers to it. And I, I just think it's, it's so shocking. And every single time you watch it, you're just thinking, how did I miss this? Mm. Caitlin, has James got something yeah, should you just step aside right now? I think or? so. I think the best part about that episode is that it still kept you guessing because even though, you know, when it's revealed that there is, you know, this live studio audience watching her, there's still a bit where you're like, what, what do you mean? What is happening? Yeah. Until like the very last moments of the episode. So, you know, I do think it's good. However, I do think that my mine is better. We'll, 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 come, back, we'll come back to you. It's fighting talk. There has been uh, talk of a, of a sequel to this episode, Return to White Bear, uh, with Victoria Lenore, Lenore Critchlow's character uh, slowly, I think, becoming aware of her surroundings, that never-ending loop of, of punishment. Do we want to see it, or did the episode end perfectly where it should have done? I think you only want to see it if there's a, 
a really good idea because I think the great thing about Black Mirror is that it's the individual stories. And so, yes, I would be interested to see where she goes, but at, at the same time, he has to have such, and it would have to be a different take on society, a different take on technology or whatever he's exploring. Mm. There would have to be a second story to tell there with that. Mm. It couldn't be a rehash of the same thing. Mm. Caitlin, Game of Thrones, Black Mirror, two shows renowned for their jaw-dropping twists. But are you about to subvert our expectations with your own TV twist? I think so, a little bit. So my TV twist, it's more in the comedy genre, which you wouldn't expect when you first watch this show. But it's the season finale of The Good Place with uh, Kristen Bell. And as we see, you know, she's a character has died and she is essentially put in The Good Place, which is their version of heaven. However, at the end of the season, spoiler alert, um, it is revealed that they are in fact in the bad place and that all of these people who are there are actually all inherently quite bad people. Now, there is like a lot of nuance around like, oh, you know, I kind of saw this twist coming because it was so very obvious that they weren't good people and you know Michael who's in charge of it isn't a very good man but I think that's what made it so good is so you know when you go back to watch the episode it's like oh my gosh how did I not realize that mm. these are bad people you know you've got Eleanor's selfishness Chidi's uh, Tahani's impulsiveness and things like that it's like oh they do have all these terrible character traits but it didn't kind of seem that this is why they were essentially meant to be put in this version of hell so I do think that twist when Eleanor realizes it when they're all having this massive argument and they're calling each other all these names and it's like well hold on a minute these aren't the values of people who should be in the good place and then it's obviously all revealed as this elaborate scheme and I just think it's so good because you don't often see comedy you know sitcoms mm. in this way do it twist because it is meant to just be you know fun loving we can you know all have a laugh and we can watch it back and you know whereas this one it sort of keeps you guessing and even when going into the second season it always keeps changing you know they're, in, they're doing more experiments and then they're back to life and then they're back in the bad place they're back in the good place and I think that's what makes um yeah that's what makes it the best twist do you think a plot twist in a comedy albeit a high concept comedy like the good place do you think that has more impact because as you say we're not expecting a sitcom to deliver these huge surprises yeah, I think that's what made it so good because, you know, when you first watch this season, you kind of see Eleanor, as we know, she's not even meant to be in the good place. Mm. You know, that very much is true. She is a true, hor she's a horrible person. Um, and so, you know, when she's with all these people, with Chidi, Tahani, Jason and Janet, it's like, well, what, why, you know, why is she here? You kind of think there is going to be a twist are they going to find out that she should, doesn't belong here? And is it mm. going to be they're going to make sure she goes to the bad place? But when you kind of find out that it's all of them that don't belong in this, you know, flying unicorn, you know, pigs flying <laughs> place, you know, it's quite crazy. Um, and I think that's what made it so good because I said like you don't, you didn't expect it. It's not what you expect from a comedy, mm. um, you know, especially something that goes on for five seasons, you know, mm. where the twists kept happening rather than it just being like a one episode shocker. Mm. That's a great misdirect actually, because you think that the jeopardy is that Eleanor's going to get found out and actually there's something else going on. That was a twist, unfortunately, that I had spoiled for me. Um, so it was one while I was watching it with my wife who didn't know, and that really was that kind of just watching her reaction, not watching, not watching the TV at all. And, and this twist, that, that Good Place twist, that wasn't just uh, a surprise. It fundamentally changed the story and the shape of the show going forward. Do you think that's important, that a twist has that long-lasting impact? I think so, definitely, because if, you know, we just found out this twist and then, you know, it didn't get greenlit for a second season, there are so many unanswered questions. Do they go to the bad place? What happens to Michael? What happens to, you know, Eleanor and Chidi actually do grow a romantic connection with one another? So does Jason Janet. There are so many other plots that, you know, all work towards this, you know, the next season. In the second season, we do see that they all get this second chance to prove that they are good people and mm. they can go to the good place. 
but twist it's all in another elaborate ruse and again you just don't expect it you know that michael who's been like in charge of this whole thing is the bad guy and he's like in charge of the bad place um but and you kind of think oh maybe he's actually he's actually a nice guy and things like that because you know as well as people have bad traits you do have good traits and we do see that come through their characters but then in the end no they're still back to the old ways they are still bad people so it gets quite dark at the end and you do kind of root for them and obviously we see other characters introduced that are trying to help them become better people when they're back on earth to get to the good place but it just doesn't happen and I think you know at the end of the show when it ended you know we find out that there is no good place there is no bad place and it's I think it's a bit more it becomes a bit more of a family show where you just find out that you know it's the people you meet along the way kind of thing which I think was the good a good way to end it otherwise we'd still be like oh my gosh where do they end up the yeah. good place or the bad place I mean Mike, Mike Schur who was the creator of the good place actually said he was inspired by shows like Lost which had so many uh, great plot twist. Oh my twists. god, Lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually worked with Lost co-creator Damon Lindelof during the development process. And uh, Lindelof's uh, piece of advice for sure was take the time to think about what you're going to do before you do it with a plot twist. Maybe speaking from experience a little bit with some of the, the twists that we saw in Lost. Uh, well, Radio Times audience has also been having their say on this one across Facebook, X and Threads. The results of our fan poll are in. We've got a top five according oh. to Radio Times readers and users. So at number five, it is a moment from Game of Thrones, but it's, okay. not, it's not the Red Wedding. The death and resurrection of Jon Snow is at number five. Oh my God, with yeah. With 2% of the vote. That is a great one. <laughs> it's a that good is one. a great one. At number four, uh, throwing it all the way back to the 1960s, you've got the reveal of number one's identity in The Prisoner, which had 3% of the vote. Uh, at number three, you do have a moment from from Lost. Uh, it's the Lost season three finale. The we have to we have to go back, Kate. We have to go back. <laughs> the flash forward, oh, where okay. you find out what yeah, you yeah, think yeah. is a flashback is a, is a flash forward. That had four percent of the vote. Uh, at number two, another classic, uh, Bobby Ewing from Dallas, alive in the shower. A whole season of television uh, erased in a moment. That had five percent of the vote. And at number one, I have to say this was this was a surprising one with six percent of the vote is the ending of Newhart. I don't know if any of you I are familiar seen, with this. No, this, is an, this, is an American, <laughs> this is an American show. In the final episode, the entire series is revealed to be a dream, but it's a dream being oh, had. I hate that. But it's, revealed, <laughs> but it's a dream being had by a character that the actor Bob Newhart played in a previous show. So it's like, imagine if- That's the end of Breaking Bad though. Is that's it? the that's the alternative <laughs> ending of Breaking Bad. He wakes up and he plays and he's how you're right. He's how oh, and he's yeah, Malcolm. That's, that's what that was referencing. That's <laughs> oh what, my god! But like it's like if like the end of Bodyguard it all turned out to be a dream that Keely Hall's character from Line of Duty mm. was having the whole the whole time. <laughs> mind mind blowing. You know my wife she's an English teacher right and she when she marks work. And she goes, ah, oh, another, it was just a dream. Like, <laughs> like, That's like, what they tell you not to do. Yeah. Yeah. Not too many characters and don't end it by saying it, it was, was all, all just a dream. A dream. Yeah. Well, keep your eyes peeled to Radio Times social feeds for more best ever polls coming soon. But the time has come to find out which of you has convinced me that your TV twist is the best ever. Wilf, you argued that the Red Wedding is the best ever TV twist. James, you were backing the climax to Black Mirror's White Bear. And Caitlin, your vote went to the bad place reveal from the good place. Who is today's winner and the recipient of our best ever trophy? I think it's tough. I think they're all great suggestions, but I do think you can judge a good twist by its pop 
culture impact. And of these three twists here today, one I think had the biggest cultural impact. I think it shaped TV storytelling going forward. And it's for that reason that I'm going to say the best ever TV twist is officially Game of Thrones. Whee! Red Wedding. <laughs> Wilf, congratulations. Thank you. I'm trying to myself. Don't <laughs> myself. I'm I'm trying. Uh, the trophy there, a parting gift. Oh, oh God. <laughs> the haunted, yeah. Thank you. Feels great. I feel like I've robbed everyone else because they, they had some good twists. And I feel, feel like I might have picked a bit of a generic one, but it is the best one, in my opinion, anyway. People make mistakes. Um, I'm not going to blame Morgan. I'm not going to hold it against Wilf. But, you know, I do think my choice was robbed today. I think White Bear, Black Mirror, that is the best TV twist. Game of Thrones, it's good. It's also a book twist. So, you know. I was absolutely robbed today. I mean, I think mine was just so nice and it was really, like, wholesome. And it was something that nobody really expected. It's fine. It's, it is what it is. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Best Ever. What did you make of our verdict? And what do you think is the best ever TV twist? Let us know on X at Radio Times. We're bringing you new episodes of The Best Ever Weekly, so be sure to head to radiotimes.com forward slash the best ever for all the latest news and exclusive content from each new episode. If you're listening to the podcast, you can also subscribe and review The Best Ever on your podcast outlet choice. That's all for now, but join us again soon for more of The Best Ever. <laughs>